How's it going? How's your day so far? I really, really hope you're having a great morning so far. And I hope that, you know, you're realizing that you're lucky to see today. CJ here, and this is the sound of black and brown. Well, today I'm going to share on something, you know, that is unfortunately a matter that I can relate to too well. You know, I, I have to say, I unfortunately have experience in this area that I wish I didn't have, but it comes with being a black or poor woman in this society, in society. You see, unfortunately, um, it is commonplace to be disrespectful, disenfranchised, discredit, demean black and brown women. It's easy, right? There seems to be this, you know, need to do that because no matter what else we go for, no matter what else we say we're about, we somehow, we say things like diversity, we say these words, let me say it like that. Um, we talk about diversity, equity, inclusivity. Are those really things? Do they really like happen here? Because I don't see it. And I'm not just talking about Connecticut either. So let me dial it back for who might be saying, what the fuck is she talking about? Well, I'm talking about another, another queen gone. You know, we lost a great leader, right? We lost a woman who, a black woman who was on track, um, you know, to do some really amazing things, right? This queen was different, man. Now, I don't know her personally. I don't, I didn't need to. I just need to know what I know. I could tell by her vibe. I could tell by her approach. She wasn't, you know, what the white, mediocre white person would want in their office. What do I mean by that? Let me tell you all something, right? You may not know this, recognize it, or realize it, but from the streets to the workplace, schools, legislative offices, leadership, right? Grocery stores, retail stores, you know, nonprofits, you know, I mean, you name it. There seems to be this resistance, this unsaid, unspoken, it can't happen, even in organizing, that a black or brown woman cannot be X, Y, Z, and you fill in the blank, whatever it is at that place. Because you see, while, um, you know, so many of us claim to be about progress and we say that we are so vested in the future and you know we want things to change but we are part of the fucking problem okay see I'm, I'm gonna get ahead of myself so let me dial it back we lost a great queen um dr antoinette bonnie candia bailey right uh for <laughs> Vice President, I don't even want to say that word, Vice President of Lincoln University in Missouri. And she took her own life after being bullied, right? I mean, this woman was being 
bullied repeatedly, right, by who should have been her peers, who should have been people who she could have turned to for advice and empowerment and support. But instead, the every opportunity, every idea was wrong. Everything was wrong. You had to redo. You have to, you know, I could just imagine. I'm trying to paint the picture here for you, right? Now, I don't know why the title of this episode didn't change. Don't ask me, the internet is being weird. The title of today's episode is hashtag say her name if you're streaming live. It may not show as that. For those who will listen thereafter, don't worry. Listen, don't come for me. Tech could be techie, okay? See, this is what I'm talking about. We could do nothing that, you know, is right. Because even when things go wrong around us, it's still our fault, okay? So here's Dr. Candia Bailey. And here she is at Lincoln University. In her role, you know, doing what she's been um, there to do. She's been paid to do this. This is her work. She's educated. She knows what she's doing, right? Um, she is versed in the field. But you know what the problem was? She wasn't doing the white thing at the white time. And you see, you all try to come for me for that. But this is the shit I'm talking about. I could just, I didn't have to be there. I could tell you what happened. I could tell you she sat at those meetings and I can tell you she did not say the things that some of her white peers wanted to hear. Look at what we're talking about. We could say that too. However, let's not get here, right? That's not the only issue here, okay? It's not just the where, it's, it's the what. Let's not just give it the place to credit because you see the problem with that is right do you do you even know how many lynchings and harassment bullying you name it has happened toward black and brown people per year till now that goes not investigated because either the person doesn't want to say anything anymore or so and so disappear or the court somehow doesn't see it Justice doesn't come to us like that, you know. We don't just walk in the courtroom and they say, oh, you're black or brown, you know, you deserve justice. We really have to prove that we deserve it. And, I, you know, I'm getting angry because what happened to her was just atrocious at the very least. This woman, you know, she, she committed suicide. It's a tragedy. And, it, it, you know, it's a, a real look at how bad workplace bullying is. Let me tell you something. The fact that this happened at Lincoln, y'all need to pay attention to that because that's a university. Don't think it's just there. That's what I'm saying. Don't get stuck on Lincoln University. I don't want you to get stuck there. I want you to think bigger because you see that narrow-minded thinking, that myopia is why we're still dealing with this stuff. Is why we're here talking about this great lady as past tense. She should not be past tense. She did not have to feel like she had no support, right? That should not have been allowed to happen. So one has to wonder what the fuck were her black and brown peers and those who are allegedly in spaces and places. But you see, I could tell you why that's not happening. Because in America, they like to watch us suffer. I'm telling you, I've been through this too many fucking times, man. It took me days to have to record this episode. I'm still trying to gather my words because I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Aren't you? Aren't you tired? Aren't you tired of seeing black and brown women? And I'm being specific for a reason. 
Because we get written up for bullshit. We get demoted for bullshit. We get told our ideas are too this or too that. We get criticized. We get gaslit. Let me tell you something. They have no problem coming at you when you're in a meeting. Yes, they like it like that. Right? But the other part of the problem is, is that don't think that this didn't happen without witnesses. Yes. Let me tell you, you see, you see who she was up against there? You see what this woman was up against there at Lincoln? She wasn't up against just anybody, you know. All they think that mediocre whiteness is a joke. It's not a joke. It's not funny. It's real. And it's deadly. And it's contagious. Right? This woman asked for, for leave, FMLE, right? Because she was afflicted by depression and anxiety. And that's another thing we need to talk about. Because in the black and brown community, we do not value our own mental wellness, especially women. And you want to know why? Because you're fed that horseshit that a black and brown woman, you know, they have to be resilient. They have to be strong. Let me tell you something. I'm all about female empowerment. But what I'm not about is about the disenfranchisement. Don't get confused here. Just because we want independence and we want respect does not mean you treat us like shit. You're doing that because you know when you do that, we can't say nothing. That's the problem, you see. Because when black and brown women ask for one thing, ten things come at her. Them, rather. You understand? Well, no, you don't understand because if you did understand, this would not have happened. Y'all should be mad. We should not be reading headlines like this. Have you noticed lately with all that's going on across the world? I mean, <laughs> I didn't even get to Gaza yet. <laughs> There's another one. Don't tell me y'all don't like watching black and brown women suffer. Come on, man. You're watching videos and pictures of women bearing their babies. And they're not bothering most of you. Why haven't you picked up your phone or sent an email to your legislator, go on USA.gov and find that legislator and say, hey, I'm glad that you're talking about these other things, but could we talk about a ceasefire? Why are we so quick to throw away our black and brown women? Why you all, why? I had never felt so out of place until I migrated here. I have every, had, have, well, I can't even say it properly. I've had experiences that I wish on no one. I've been belittled, I've been chastised, I've been gaslit, I've been set up, and not just on the job. I spoke about this on other episodes. I wasn't joking, I wasn't making it up, but that's another thing. Because you see, just like our, our queen here, when she said, the situation I'm in right now with my peer is giving me anxiety and, and, and you know feelings of depression, she's telling you, I'm not feeling great. This is not making me, you know, it, it, it's, it's attacking me in this way. What did they do? That wasn't good enough. She has to be in pain. She has to suffer. What do you mean you're depressed? I remember working at a place, right? <laughs> and it's so funny because I see leadership now from this particular institution um, on meetings with me, leadership meetings outside of that organization. And I just shake my head. Because they're so fucking shameful. Because these people have no shame. They know when you're getting violated. 
best believe they know each and every black or brown woman who's being gaslit, who's being gatekept. They know, they know who's the bullies too, but they protect the bullies and then they punish the victims and they tell the victims, well, you know, your work really wasn't on par. You know, you can't seem to keep up, but they don't talk about the fact that maybe you had um, a supervisor who had a little track record of being a bully that you never addressed. Did it ever occur to you? that they bullied me too. But you see, when you're black or brown, that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now imagine working, like I did, at a whole place that claimed to be about mental health. They say so, but do they mean so? I beg to differ. And the reason I say that is because they did not give a flying fuck about the mental well-being of the black and brown staff. And that was obvious by the general demeanor of the black and brown staff, which they politely ignored. Now, see, what was really happening was if you had the right color and he was with the right crew and he had the white people in the white spaces who like you, you was moving up in that place. Okay? But you had to do the white thing at the white time. And when it wasn't doing that, you were a problem, which was me. And then added to that, I had a manager who had a track record. Like every fucking person at the agency knew about this individual. They knew they weren't fit to be a manager. Many people were questioning why. In fact, there was a whole rumor that I heard about that I had nothing to do with. But again, remember, when you have them brains, my black and brown queen, okay? When you're not like the mold, they're quick to blame you, you know? Let me tell you. And especially when you're not scared to say what you're supposed to be able to say out loud. That's problematic. I can tell you that firsthand. We're not supposed to do that. We're not supposed to say, well, you know, actually, we're not supposed to say. That's reserved for those who can. Now, this motherfucker had a whole reputation of being an asshole, becomes my supervisor, started to create infighting. Now, this was something she was known to do. I tried to stay away from it. But it still became a problem because the more I tried to stay away from it, the more she found a reason why I wasn't a good fit for the team. And these assholes went through with that. When I did try to get out of the department, I was only fit to be in certain roles because they did such a good job of painting me as being the problem. Meanwhile, the rumors about her was, wasn't just rumors, it was facts. In fact, her former assistant left her job, right? She had gotten promoted soon you know, at some point within their rapport, right? And she had gotten promoted. She became the assistant to the lead up there, the executive, whomever. And she was not happy because a lot of the things she was being asked to do were not things she was properly trained to do. And when she asked her former, you know, supervisor, who now became my manager for advice, oh, it became, well, you have all the notes because you see what would really happen was, the individual, it was a chess movie scene. They didn't want, the leader didn't want to work with my new manager anymore. So she woke up one morning and said, ball of idea, I'll, I'll make her somebody else's pain in the ass and I'll just turn my back. But you know how I knew they knew what was going on? Because another individual in leadership came up to me and said, oh, well, you know, we have, a, we have these roles in my department, but I wasn't interested in that. I wasn't interested. You know why I wasn't interested? They wanted me to work with the police. What the fuck is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Are you serious? So now you trying to get me to buy into your mediocre whiteness on top of that? So again, going back to Queen here, I could only imagine 
This lady went as far. I just gave you a glimpse of what a one. I'm going to keep going because it didn't just happen to me once. I got laid off from that for that. That's what they do to us. When you're not part of the mold, they take away your security. And the best way to do that, they start by writing you up. And then eventually, either they lay you off or transfer you to try to get rid of you. But you know who else they did this type of stuff to? Slave women. Did you know that? Did you know if you weren't a good slave, what they would do to you? You would get raped. You would get tortured. Why did you all think that that stopped? Why? Because it's not happening to you? Are we really free as black and brown women? Because I beg to differ. Because you see, when they can't control us, they get rid of us. I'll tell you another one. that This is one that didn't happen to me, but I'm still pissed about it. This one has to do with a legislator. Now, look at the spaces I'm talking about. I just gave an example of nonprofit, right? Now I'm going to give you one with legislator, with a legislator, right? Here's a great legislator, black woman, queen. But she doesn't fit their mold because she's asking questions and pushing things that are against what white people are comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And one of her own, at least, actually it wasn't just one. Let me not be <laughs> shy about it. People who look like her, people she has pictures of. I mean, this woman shared pictures saying so-and-so, she's celebrating and so happy to be with so-and-so, all that kind of horseshit. Them same people in them same pictures, fuck her over. And they had no shame in doing it. Mm-hmm. And then, how did they do it? You're asking, well, how could they do that to a legislator? Easy. Yeah, you win the seat, but are you on any committees? Because remember, when you appoint someone to represent you as a senator or congressperson, you know, at that level of law, right? And in this case, a state rep, you're appointing them to take over the decision-making for the community which they represent. Part of that includes being part of the different committees. So, you know, there's different committees. There's the labor committee public health, all of those. You know, you could go to your local government website and you'll see it all there. Or like I said, go to USA.gov. There's a section there where if you don't know, if you really don't know, you could go up there and you can look it up. And then you can look up other states as well. You put in an address. If you don't have an address to refer to, like, you know, use a business address just to see what that area is. Okay, and that way you're not giving up your personal information. Right? So if you want to go on USA.gov and look up your state reps and see who they are, state, federal, all of that, right? you need to know these things. You need to know who they are. Now, going back to this individual. So here's Queen, voice of the people. She really is. All right? And I could say that personally, and I could say that with confidence. And I'm not saying that she didn't pay me. She doesn't even know I'm talking about this. Right? She might have a few words, haha. But... I'm saying it with good faith because the stories need to be told. Now, do I agree with everything? Queen may be going for No, we don't all agree, but what I tell you all the time, you may not always agree, but it's in the midst of that that you might find out some really great, you know, solutions and ideas, right? Now, with Queen... You know, here she is, and it was like a real battlefield. When they decided they didn't want anything to do with her no more, like she was going too far because she was pushing it now. You're trying to change these laws to give the coloreds, right? What the fuck is wrong with you? That's literally what they did to her. Okay, I don't care what nobody say. That's what that was. 
And I said before, I didn't agree with everything, but that doesn't mean she wasn't fighting for the people. I just felt like some things, you know, we could add a little bit of this here, you know, push for a little, that's all. But she was doing great work. And you know what they did? They decided to take her off almost every single committee. She's on like two and she's in very low positions because on these committees within your government, legislators could now be like the head of it, the assistant head, they have it broken down even more. Of course, there's a process within a process, people. This is, of course, America. The fuck did you expect, right? Now, in saying that, here's Queen, and she's very effective. She has the people coming out. She has the voice of the people. She has their support, and they knew it. And they took from her what they feel will help bring her down, and that's her ability to represent them by being on various committees. And they did it in a shady-ass way because, you see, at this point, the community has no say. It's really those within her peers have to make those choices. So think about that for a second. Her own people did it to her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even tell you about the part where due to her um, desire for real equity, inclusivity, diversity, and respect, she started getting trolled you know, I, I've said this before, I've shared my some of my experiences on that as well. You think when I do this pod, I don't have to log into my email and see some nasty shit? Yep, I do. Email, social media, you know, stuff like that. Meanwhile, um, they report my profile so that my profile gets to, so this is what they do. They report you and they harass you. Mm -hmm. And it's a team effort because it's never just one person. I'll tell you another one. I know about a, a woman who, you know, again, passionate about those words, doing her thing, you know, had a little show and everything, and they went for her job. And they even lied because they allegedly represented a mayor, and he claimed it wasn't him, but he didn't exactly jump in and save her either. Because, you see, she was also against the stuff he was doing. So guess what? That's another thing. Don't think the Democrats save us. No, the fuck they don't. Where were the Democrats for Antoinette? See? So let's go back to Antoinette. So here's Antoinette. Hmm. Mm -mm -mm. And she's trying to exist in a field where it's white-dominated, as is. Right? We have all these white people in these spaces, they're in leadership spaces. You know, this is where nonprofits get disgusting because we have all the white leadership. They get paid nice. They're, they're, all their bills are paid. But where's the black and brown leadership? And even if they do exist, tight constraints. And she's a perfect example of that. Because I will bet you in time to come, we will find out that she was against certain things or she was saying you know let's let's do things this way and they did not like it because it meant that what would it do it will expand the power it will mean that more black and brown people have opportunity it would mean that more black and brown people could be in their space let me tell you something i don't know if you knew this but we are in a time of history right now but his separation of wealth is the name of the game, you know. Yes. 
Y'all, y'all need to wake up, man. I didn't even drink my coffee yet. But I can tell you that. Why you think they take so long to bring the vaccine to certain areas? Why you think that they have no problem closing down certain schools now? Hmm? But they okay with be you know, putting the jails and the drop-offs in certain areas. No problem. Mm-hmm. No problem. Yes, man. That's a outpatient um substance misuse center. Let's put it right in the middle of the hood. No problem. Mm-hmm. That's the separation of wealth. Who want to move in a neighborhood like that? But who has no choice to? Right? Let's go ahead and put the problem back to where the problem may have started. No problem. No big deal. Because it's them. It's just the same, like I said to you all, they did with the house slaves. When a house slave or, you know, even one who was in the yard, you think them female slaves were raped and tortured? Why do you think they did that? Because when they can't control us, they have to make us, man. Think about how many stories we see on TV about the true life of this one and that one. Very few of the black and brown ones, right? Especially when it comes to stories about um, sex trafficking. You ever notice that? We see all these stories about, and I'm not saying that what happened to these young ladies. Trust me, I'm a survivor. However, I'm an essay survivor. I will never wish that on anybody. However, we go back to what Cat Williams was talking about, right? Yeah, we had a term in the mix. You know why? Because what Cat Williams is talking about right now with Oprah is part of the problem. Oprah Winfrey, look at you. You should feel ashamed of yourself. Black woman in leadership, you gain the respect and the place, the power and the place. And what you do, you chastise us more. You brought Dave Chappelle on your show and you try to get him to admit to shit that he didn't do. You did the same, you did the same thing to Ludacris. You, tried, you were supposed to be there... You know, talking about a movie, instead you're trying to get the man to admit that rap music is the problem. Who does that? Mm-hmm. Well, let's not forget the other big one. Huge one. Right? Two huge ones, actually. So, we can't ignore that Miss Oprah is also good, good friends with people like Harvey Weinstein. Hmm. And Jeffrey Epstein and all of them. Harvey, I say the names. I don't even give a fuck. Fuck them too. Look at what they did. Big time sex traffickers, man. This, these people had islands of women, young girls, who probably thought they were going to a modeling gig, you know, trying to make the little ends meet. You think all of them went in there thinking that this would happen? That's not how that goes. Most, if not all of them, had no fucking idea. And Oprah knew these things. He knew, she knew. You was hanging around. You have pictures and you was up in the man house and everything and you didn't suspect at any time. You didn't find that weird. And when you did find out, why haven't you yet said anything, Oprah? Like, like Kat is saying. Why? And I'm drawing that reference because just like Dr. Candia Bailey, right? You have Oprah in this, pos this position, power in place. I'm sure Dr. Candia Bailey had people not like Oprah, but in a similar disposition as being in that leadership role. Why didn't you step in? What was the problem? You scared of the mediocre white man? Hmm? So it mattered more to you to keep him happy than it did or her. Because sometimes it's a her being mediocre, you know. Because it's funny. Because, you know, <clears throat> I have to tell you, a recent experience is being on the other side of the horseshit to watch how these decisions are presented. It's a hell of a thing.
I got to tell you, if you ever have an opportunity to um, do some reading on that, how people justify how they let, you know, terminate employment with black or brown women is very interesting. They always start off with all the problems. And, and really, when you listen back to it, was it really that bad? Or did you exaggerate it to suit your purpose? You got what you needed from her. So fuck her, too. Mm hmm. You see her in pain. You know she she not doing well. You all had to know this woman was afflicted by depression and anxiety. That's not something that hides. But let's talk about the mental wellness in black and brown communities, because that's another thing. Because you know what I'm sick and tired of? I'm fucking sick and tired because we've seen another queen. Ha ha. We have another queen battling this shit. Now, one just decided that she couldn't, you know, she couldn't deal and she took her own life. And there's another one making headlines. Do your research. Do your research. Okay? It's in the headlines almost every day. I'm not going to give it to you. I want you to do your research. Because you need to get interested. Okay? Why is this happening so often? Why? Look at what Raji P. Henson just said. All these great movies. She's a good actress. I like her. She was the reason I watched Empire in the first place, actually. I wasn't interested in anybody else. I, I felt like I'd liked her work. And I said, you know, let me see what Queen doing here. And I, I checked it out for a little bit. I didn't stick with it. You know, after a while, it just became blue to me. But the point is, is that she is who, her talent is what brought me there. And look at what she just said about Oprah. Why do you all find it so hard to believe? Because it's Oprah. Let me tell you some. Sometimes you want to hold any knife, look like you, you know. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I could talk to that. I could talk to that and they just get away with it, you know. Yes, because they sent there to do that. Yes. You ever think about the fact that sometimes one of the ways these people do it is they play a game and let's make a deal. And this is true. They do it. Don't think because they're working in nonprofit, they're innocent, you know. Oh, no, no, no. They will damn sure sit there and devise a way to create enough tension so the target does exactly what they want. They will create that tension. They will put two people to work together and talk about what well, we know we're pushing this equity shit. So, you know, this is all about building a team. Fuck you. See? Now, let me say something else about um, Dr. Candia here before I go into the mental health side. And it actually relates to mental wellness, right? <clears throat> Do you realize when you reach a certain level of stature, certain things you wouldn't have done. So let's say as um, a receptionist or, and I'm speaking specifically to black or brown women, when you work as a receptionist or in that administrative capacity, you know, you could go to the club, it's no big deal. Nobody care about that. You're not any paper really, right? So when you do certain things and you're in certain spaces, but then as you move up and you become a representative, a face of the agency, it's a problem now, right? So I actually know of people Due to their black and brown women, let me be specific, due to their title and role in spaces, that they so want to protect it, they don't even go to the liquor store to buy wine because they don't want their image to be seen as, you see, right? So we have that. Then we have situations where you know, the black or brown woman will, you know, step back. You don't see her public face in. And she seems to come across as, you know, just doing what they say. But you ever stop to think that maybe she had no choice? 
right? So let's talk about the mental wellness because here's another thing. At too many of these jobs, you'll watch these situations play out, right? You know that there's something happening, but what you don't do is address it. You do a little diversity training and you say that should be it and that's the end of that. But then when things get a little thicker, what do you do? This lady went to her administration and said, I need to file FMLA. This is Dr. Candia, right, Billy? Because I am afflicted by anxiety and depression. And because we in the black and brown community, we don't pay attention to those words. See, because in our society, that's not a thing, mental wellness. You realize that. Do you realize how many of us could probably be less mad at ourselves, you know, less critical of ourselves, more loving, more kind, if we actually had the space and place to invest in our mental wellness? Do you understand that? I could also tell you about attempting to advocate in predominantly white spaces, my reputation supersedes me. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't even have to be in the friggin' meeting. I'm there already. Right? Why? Because when they don't like you, trust me, it doesn't matter. You see, I gave examples. I haven't even talked about corporate yet. All of this is not for profit. How is that possible? Why would there be that type of shit happening if we're all in not-for-profit spaces, we're not guided by greed and money. I'm not saying that we expected there more, but I kind of am. Because, you know, there's a target there, you know, it's, it's, it's Darwinism, it's money. But allegedly, when you're not about that capitalistic mentality, right? Allegedly, you're supposed to be able to treat people like human beings. But yet... It's even worse. It's even worse. And here's what makes it even worse. When you're at a, you know, whether you're black, brown, you know, white, pink, purple, doesn't matter. When you're at a certain level of your career and you have a mentally unwell moment that drives you to say and do things or feel a certain way where you say, you know what, I need help, you have very little places to go to. Okay, because here's what happens in Connecticut. I can talk to Connecticut now. And this happened just the other day, right, right near to me, <laughs> where, you know, a young person, a black person was in a time of crisis, definitely having a mentally unwell episode. Right. I don't know the exact of what led there, but I could tell you that is what it was. It wasn't drugs at all. You know, something was on that poor baby's brain. But it makes sense because your mayor, your white mayor from New Canaan who speaks Spanish when it's convenient, he has no problem like his good, good friend, Governor Lamont, closing down the schools because they said, you know what, not enough kids registering. You ever wonder why, assholes? But anyway, I don't know if I'm on a tangent. Back to what happened. When, when this episode happened with this young man, unfortunately, the police were called. Now, here's the problem you'll need to understand, and this is why people have issues with certain crisis lines, right? Because the police should not be showing up first. In a situation where you have a young black man, like I witnessed firsthand, who's having a full-blown mentally unwell moment, where's the social workers? Where's the black and brown social worker? Mm-hmm. 
But you see, what y'all don't know is there's money behind all this, you know. Because if those calls get rerouted, where it does include social workers, they'll tell you this whole long garbage story about, well, you know, we'll make, you know, it would make sense fiscally because now we have to spend money. Shut the fuck up and tell the truth. Tell people about the money you have now. Because you see, who hold the grant? Hold what goes with the grant? Let's be real here. Let's be real here. That includes whatever backup may come with that. And if for for the funds for this, which has been as old as Satan, right? And that's another problem. When it comes time to do a cutback, it gets really tricky because you have to remember people's retirements are tied and also their bonuses. So certain agencies are not going to be willing to give up that spot because of the fringe benefits that they're not going to tell you about because who the fuck is you? Okay. This woman could not call a crisis line because she knew the police would show up and then her face would be in the paper, maybe. That makes that would make me even more anxious. I'm anxious saying it. I could relate to this story more than I want to. Y'all should feel ashamed of yourself. Say her name. Say her name. Dr. Antoinette. Candia Bailey. And don't you all dare try to blaspheme that lady. Shout out to the black and brown media who came right, bam. They ain't let you all do it. Fuck you all. Don't you all see what's going on here? You have a comedian, a renowned comedian. I don't know if you've ever listened to Cat Williams. He's pretty fucking funny, but you know what I, you know why I like him? I like his honesty, even when I don't agree with it. Yes, I didn't say I agree with everybody. Just because somebody being honest don't mean I'll have to agree with them. Some of the shit might be, I might have to think about that. I might have to do my own research. I just probably didn't know. Or I just probably just don't agree. So what? But I like him. And I like what he, you know, a lot of it, of what he says. And I do agree with probably over 90% of what he says, if not 100. But the point I'm trying to draw here is this man took a collective risk. He really did. He was very strategic. He was very pointed and he was unapologetic. He has other people behind him who could not only support him, and these are people who he don't even know like that, like Jaguar Wright. Okay? And she could tell you, yeah, did he did it? Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. And he called out Oprah. Taraji P. Henson. What the fuck, Oprah? This is your movie. You ain't embarrassed. Weren't you the same person who went across America after The Color Purple was published the first time talking about how great it was for black and brown women and this is a step in the right direction? Which, what happened, Oprah? Hmm? What happened? The point I'm trying to make is, is this is happening too much. And let's go over the guys. I'm giving you bits and pieces here and there. Do your fucking research, man. Pay attention. Y'all say you woke, then wake the fuck up, right? Y'all say you want change, and let's be serious about that. I got into a four-hour argument with a great friend of mine, one of my besties. Why? Because I said I don't believe in neither the Democratic nor the Republican Party. I think they're both shit, and I think that in truth and in fact, we're in a time of history here. If more than ever, we should really push for that representation. Stop buying the bullshit. This country has had the privilege of relying on the lies they have told for too, 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 too long. Too long. 
Tell Governor Lamont here in Connecticut, if he give a flying fuck so much about his community, then he need to go really address this housing insecurity. I stop fucking around. Tell him he need to really go ahead and tax Yale. Mm -hmm. I could go on with that, but let me not digress. Now, don't assume that because someone say they're about feminism means that they're about black and brown feminism. That's mistake number one, okay? We see all of this happening to women. This is not just happening here in the United States. Look at the mothers in Gaza, like I said before. How many pictures? I can't even look at the pictures no more, to be quite frank. I can't. No mother should have to bury a child. I can't imagine that. Mm -mm. And not just one. How could you have children and be okay with this happening in Gaza? How could you be a feminist and be okay with what's happening in Gaza? Hmm? Now, when we as Muslims and who support Palestine talk, now we we talking all this talk. Let me tell you something about the white media. The white media right now is trying to do a lot of damage control because there's a lot of shit to be mad about. But you all need to get mad. And you need to address the shit. If you see from the office to the streets to the organizing, you see it, address it. Okay? This whole, oh, we'll only pick two or three Negroes that we or, or Latinos we want to work with. I don't even give a fuck about working with most of these people anymore, to be quite frank. I'm quite fine not going to any rallies. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of being told to show up and then it's problematic if I take the mic, but guess when I do? Guess who listens? Don't fuck with me, okay? You, you're scared of what I bring there? Is it, I mean, come on, really? I thought you said you was about lives and shit. So if you're about lives, shouldn't you have the people who represent that? Why, why does it have to be a competition every time? Why? Why could we only have a few black or brown women who meet the uh, ideal for the white organizers? Why are we okay with allowing white people to come into the movement, not only instigate hate, but segregate, gaslight, and gatekeep a black or brown woman? It happened to me. And it's still happening now because people, despite what this motherfucker did, and it was blatant, they're white. They're trans. I never said that I am anti your gender identity. Don't, don't come for me. See, and that's the other thing. I have to apologize if I come across the wrong way because when I open my mouth, everything I say can and will be used against me. Don't tell me that's not true. You haven't walked my walk, man. You don't know what it feels like to go to work and you don't know if you're going to have a job. You don't know what it's like to not even, you know, I, I don't even have dreams like I had before. I can't even bother to save money. I can't even, you know, say, oh, man, I'm going to go ahead and know. Because I have to make sure I have a safety net. Right? Because don't think when we come out here, it doesn't matter in what capacity. Don't think we don't pay a price, man. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm just sharing mine more transparently because those who I'm speaking of aren't here to share theirs. And some of them don't want to because it just makes it even worse for them, they think. What does that sound like to you? Who else used to feel afraid like that? Think about that for a minute. Who else used to feel scared about speaking their truth and you know, talking about what really happens on these jobs and how they really feel about working with certain people? 
how they really feel about being undercut and demeaned and discredited and to, spoken down to, especially by the people that look like them. You ever heard, do you, do you even know what that might sound like? Do you even care? How many more need to do this? How many more times do we need to open the paper and see that name and what happened before we say enough is enough? Your claim when you go on your march and shit, you claim to be about lies and stuff. That's all I could say. You claim. Because I could also tell you within the movement, I have experienced the same type of fucking bullying and harassment as I did do and did on the job. That's real talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then when I say anything, it's problematic now. Because they can bang. That's how they do it. You think when these situations like what Queen experience happen, you think it's just one? No, it's not. It's never just one. But what happens is when it starts to come out now and it gets to that level, people start to clean their hands now. Well, you know, you know, I really did try. Go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of it, yo. I I'm tired. I'm mad. I'm tired. January started off with all this war on black and brown women from Gaza to, to Sudan to Haiti to Yemen to, oh, my God, Venezuela now. Like, come on, man. Fuck. So you know what? I don't give a flying fuck if you all think I'm angry. I am. I'm mad. I should be, as a good friend says. Should be. Because if you're not, then you gave in. We should not be happy with this. We should not. We should be able to work from home if that makes us more productive. It shouldn't be a fight. But they use these tactics on the job and even in community to fuck with you. Yes. One minute you're planning something and you're in on the conversation. Next minute there's planning meetings and you didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or they'll do things like ignore your posts on social media. They'll make you feel. I could only imagine how lonely that woman felt. Because I've been there. It's a space that I know too well. Okay? It's a space I know too well. I'm not making this up. I mean, I, I, I have no need to. This is my story, and I shouldn't be perjured for it, but I will be. Mm -hmm. Nobody's here to protect me. Who's protecting us? Apparently nobody, because who are we on the food chain? We're the lowest of the low. We're the lowest. We're actually below trans women, believe it or not, black and brown trans women. Yes, black and brown trans women exceed us in certain brackets, but holistically, we're, we're the ground people step on. Mm -hmm. They create the infighting, they isolate us, they make us feel like shit. We never meet the standard. There's always this invisible standard that exists to whomever made it up that will never meet when they don't like you. When they like you, the sky's the limit. The problem is when they don't like you. And usually they don't like you when you don't go with their flow. So how does the change happen if the tide never goes in a different direction? You tell me. Do you really think Fannie Mae would be happy if she was here to see this? How about Nina Simone? How do you think she feels? Hmm. Right? Oh, wait a minute. You think Harriet would be happy to know she ran and saved so many people for you to allow what's happening now to black and brown women? A black woman did that. Don't forget that. 
many of them heroes that never got to wear the crown. Because why? That invisible standard that only applies to who they choose. Fuck it. I don't want to be part of that mood, man. It's okay if I'm not liked by everybody. Not everybody gonna like me, that's fine. But it's sad that I had to come to that realization. But I'm urging black and brown women out there. If you could relate to some or piece of what Queen went through. Don't turn your back on your mental wellness. Get the help you need. Sitting and talking to your friends will only carry you so far, Queen. Trust me. You need to have a third party. And don't be afraid to find a therapist who looks like you. I found one. I was very specific. When I went looking for a therapist, right, just so you all know, (laughs) I had a list of things I wanted in my therapist. And I emailed certain agencies. Certain, I read them up, I saw what they had going on, and I was like, okay, this one seems like a good fit. Do that kind of, you are worth it. Do that. You're worth it. Okay? Stop being so hard on yourself. Society's hard on us enough. There are days when I have to tell myself, be good to you, Kat. Be good to you. Because some days it's hard. It's really, really hard. Right? You know, because it seems like Even though your experiences are real, they're used against you to make you feel like you're just not doing enough. Just not doing enough. We're not supposed to get sick. We're not supposed to have ideas. We're not supposed to um, not know how to do something. We're supposed to learn things at a certain way, at a certain time. We're supposed to, always supposed to. And what we don't do, it's problematic. Now, I'm going to pay attention to this story here. Right? Now, Another one, another great one, and her life was lost in Iran, Masa. Let's not forget her, Amini. Mm -hmm. Why? Because she didn't want to wear a hijab. We have women dying and being killed and harassed and bullied for different reasons. And just because it didn't happen to you doesn't mean it didn't happen. And for the white people in position who may or may not be part of this, and you're wondering, how can I change it? You need to fucking face it and mean it. Cut the bullshit. Cut the fucking bullshit. All right? Either you're going to address it or you're not. And trust me, we know when you're not. All that fuckery when you all try to promote one or two people to make it look good. Don't think the rest of us don't know that. Yes, we do. You know what I I feel like should happen? I was reading something on the Commission of Human Rights and Opportunities here um, that they are about to produce some records and some stuff. It's vague to my mind, but it was just, I just glanced over it. It was about a report on some findings they have. Here's my thing, and I'm I'm referring directly to the one in Connecticut. I hope for the day where the Commission of Human Rights and Opportunities in Connecticut, it gets to the point where state funding, because to me, this is what the state should be doing. They should have a very close rapport with the Commissioner of Human Rights and Opportunities. But aside from that, they should also utilize their services in the sense of if you see a certain agency is applying for funding, run them through CHRO. Mm -mm. Here's the thing you all need to know about a lot of these grants here that folks apply for in Connecticut and beyond. The problem with the questions about um, race and ethnicity is it never asks for tenure. What do you think will happen if 
one of these big players had to apply for reapply or apply for a grant. But this time they had to say, give us the tenure of the black, everybody, black, brown, the, the positions in leadership and their tenure. What do you think will happen? What do you think they'll be able to say? Because you really shouldn't be getting more money to promote um, incentives to the community if you're not really loving the community, in my opinion, in the first place. It starts at home, doesn't it? Doesn't, don't they say that? It all starts from home? So if the agency itself, whether it be for-profit or non-profit, has no sort of real diversity, equity, and inclusivity, how could it exist within the community it serves? I want you to think about that. And I want you to think about how many more times we need to open the paper, log online, see it on social media. We can't have another, we can't have another. Queens can't be doing stuff. And it shouldn't have gone that far. It really shouldn't have. Shame on Lincoln University. Mm -hmm. Shame on them, big time. That needs to get a hardcore look at. Really and truly, and if you didn't know about it, go research it because there's another one happening right in front of your face right now and it's in the headlines. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? How many more times are you gonna open the paper and see something about, you know, the children in Gaza dying before you say, today is the day when I call my legislator. I told you go on USA.gov. You could put in a business address if you're uncomfortable with sharing your address. Use that as a means to find your representatives and let's do something about it. Don't just talk about it. You see groups trying to advocate for something. You demand that they have the people who look like them, you know, whether they're in profit, in that capacity or in community. You need to see the people that look like you doing the work. Stop the fuckery. This mediocre whiteness where they come and they say, well, I know how to do this and I know how to do that, but we'll get this one to do that. They can't be leading our cause, people. And when you start to do that and you put them in our circle in that way, we lose the power that we just fought to get, believe it or not. And if, if white people were really and truly about being our ally and being supportive, they would have no problem sharing power with us, if not giving it to us. Why isn't there not one black or brown person running for president? That's a whole other topic, right? But it all connects. I just want you to think about that today. How many more black or brown women have to be bullied and harassed on the job, in community, before we say not one more? How many times we go and look at queens and, and discredit them, disfranchise them, gatekeep and gaslight them before we say today is the day, not one more. Cut it out. I'd like you all now to join me for a moment of silence for Gaza, if you may.
O Allah, shower us with perseverance. Shower the people of Gaza with perseverance. Make ours and their steps firm. Give them an us victory over disbelieving people. My friends, we said a lot this morning, and I didn't even get to the incarcerated woman yet, the incarcerated black and brown woman. We're the lowest on the food chain. I'm telling you from lived experience. This this year with Dr. Candy Abili, it hits me in ways that I'm unfortunately able to relate to, and that's sad. It should be. But is it sad because it happened to me, or is it sad because it happened? It should be sad because it happened. You shouldn't have to sit here and say, well, I like her, so yeah, I'll, I'll show empathy. No, no, no. That's why it keeps happening. 2024, and the public lynchings happen still. Yet people pick up themselves and say, this life matter, that life matter. What you doing that for if you don't mean it? If you mean it, then you wouldn't have problems working with them. You wouldn't allow the bullying and harassment to continue. Shut it the fuck down. That's what you do. And you know what? It might be some friends of yours you might have to say that to. How do you think we feel when we experience it? My friends, take today as a day to look within yourself and say, how can I be more human to the humans around me? Because I think we're losing that. You know, a lot of us are struggling right now in ways we don't want to say out loud. It's a lot going on. She's not the only one suffering or had suffered from depression and anxiety. Let's be real here. We just all had a glimpse of what solitary confinement looks like from quarantine. Okay? So don't think just because her story's in the paper means it doesn't apply to you. You probably just don't want to say it out loud. Your mental wellness matters. Jesus can't take it all away. You can't pray it away. Sometimes you need to actually talk about it. And you should not be afraid to. And when you are, that's a problem. And that's what I'm saying here today. You are strong. You are amazing. You are fabulous. If nobody told you that yet. Okay? Don't forget that. All right? I told you that. If you need to rewind that, the episode will be up here later. You could go ahead and do that. You are amazing. You are strong. You are capable. You are beautiful. You have a lot to offer. Don't hate yourself because other people don't know how to love themselves. But don't turn your back just because it didn't happen to you either. Okay? Well, I can't thank you all enough for your continued support and encouragement. It means so much to us. We can't do what we do without you all. You all are truly amazing. And till next time, that's all for today. Fist up, smile on. Peace. CJ.